This podcast is brought to you by Q Radio 105.1, the number one top 40 music station in the Philippines. Listen to today's most important news and topics with a touch of K-pop, J-pop, C-pop, and all that pop. It's also the number one Manila radio station in TikTok and home to the radio DJ and Sneak You Challenge. Yep, you know what I mean. Shout out to Matt, who's already listening to Q for two hours while stuck in Edsa. Oh my god, the traffic. Anyway, it's airing nationwide. 105.1 Metro Manila, 93.1 Davao, 90.7 Cebu, 99.1 Bacolod, and 105.1 Baguio. Q Radio. Q is good for you. This podcast episode is brought to you by Offbeat Communications, a media startup that levels up your storytelling with end-to-end production of content videos, be it product launches, events, or feature interviews. Amplify your brand and personality with a video to show. Happy to say that there's no other people leading this besides your host, Matt and Lance. You're sure to experience the same level of production, hosting, and creativity as what you're used to. Konting mas kenkoy lang kami dito ni Matt. Mga offbeat let's bring your content to life. Inquire now in Facebook and Instagram at offbeatcoms.ph. You can also hit us up in email offbeatcoms.ph at gmail.com. Hello everyone. Good evening na naman to your, you know, usual Project Offbeat episode. Alam nyo na to, right? This is the podcast where we feature the offbeaten careers of this world and Matt uh ito na, I think isa to sa mga pinaka offbeaten na career talaga no uh, very exciting career very exciting <laughs> bagong bago tong career na to hopefully this episode might even be the entry point for a lot of our listeners na mapakinggan tong career na to no so it's it's gonna be an exciting um you know episode uh today no Uh, actually, you know, without further ado, in today's episode, Matt, we're we're actually talking about a career that rose to fame in the past few months. It's getting mainstream uh, attention, so, yeah. Exactly. You know, every time a new episode of the Drag Race comes out, you know, people <laughs> in in Twitter clamor about it. My friends go to their Instagram and you know. Uh, shouts out their candidates, de ba? And 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 the winners, right? So, talagang ano? Talagang sobrang sikat to, and I'm just really thrilled, you know, uh, to be now, de ba? Talking with someone that has a good exposure about this industry, de ba? Obviously, yung fashion has also taken a next level, de ba? Because of their um appearances and their rise to fame, right? Mm-hmm. And these queens, yeah. Matt. Oh, <laughs> these queens are here to slay the party, right? So, anyways, Matt, uh, can you give more details to our uh, guest today? Yeah, and it's definitely something that I feel like warrants the exposure because it's such a niche culture, but nobody really talks about it really. Like even I, even in a progressive company, parang di pareho super exposed. So I'm super excited to learn more about this career. Ngayon. Our guest today is a queen in all rights. Uh, they, you know, perform as a drag artist uh, who mixes aesthetics from her childhood with stunning mm-hmm. performances like that of cartoon, anime, pop music. Mm-hmm. They also are the winner of the first season of Space Manila's online competition Spotlight and is the wonderful ho- co-host of Beck and the Man, 
uh, podcast, popularly known to bring together watch parties and reaction commentaries to the famous Drag Race series. Grabe. Hindi lang to. Siguro mat gusto ko rin i-shoutout, no? Uh, they are also one of our fellow podcasters sa Bang Collective, diba? So it's exactly. really, diba? Yes. A lot of firsts for us in this episode. But anyways, without further ado, Matt, why don't we bring into the show our guest today, Mix Chanel. They join us today in the Project Offbeat podcast to talk about the career of being a queen or of being a drag artist. Welcome to the show, Mix. Kamusta ka? Hi, Lance. Hi, Matt. Good evening. Hello, 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 hello. Good evening, good evening. No, Mix. Uh, I just wanna shout out to Guru Muna sila, sila Burn and VP, no, of our podcast uh, network, <laughs> Bank Collective. Sabi sa nila, uh, Burn VP, kailangan namin ng offbeat and careers from our guests. Ang bilis nila. Ikaw agad yun nereto nila dito. Uh, of course, your career is so unique, de ba? Uh, so you're perfect for the Project Offbeat podcast, no. Uh, anyways, Mix. You know, why don't you? Uh, Start off by telling us more about yourself, you know, about your career, right? Um, and why you're called uh, Mix Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I am a drag artist. Um, on top of that, I'm also like a podcaster. I'm also an events host and events producer. Um, I know generally raketera, <laughs> workaholic <laughs> in a way. <laughs> ayun, ayun. Uh, uh, take us through, you know, an- ano ba yung mga steps, no, uh, of being a drag artist, right? Paano yung pag, paano yung handa nyo dito, na? Is it like any other performers out there? We've interviewed uh, an aerial dancer before, an events mm-hmm. host before, but this is the first time a drag artist, di ba? Paano kayo naghahanda uh, throughout the day? Um, well, being a drag artist is kind of like being an artista in a way. But the difference is rather than having like a full-on glam team to like someone doing your makeup for you, someone doing your hair yeah. for you, somebody doing your styling. Mm. When you're a drag artist, you're doing everything. Um, you're doing every most things yourself, and um, we you you perform. Um, a lot of us like majority do lip sync performances. There are some live singers, some stand-up comedians, some hosts such as myself. Um, yeah, it's just like a general performer, just a bit mm, more mm. glamorous, I guess. <laughs> syempre, syempre, di ba? Yung, yung, yung mga suot nyo ba, mix, di ba? That's what always impresses me about drag artists. Grabe yung mga, <laughs> yung mga outfits niyo, right? And yung mga fashion niyo. Is that you as well, behind all of those uh, costumes and, and outfits? Um, in a way, yes. Actually... Um, a funny thing about me is, um, in drag I'm usually like super colorful. I love like my pastel mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. out of drag I'm all black everything. <laughs> so I <laughs> right, mean, it's right. like, yeah, it's still like my own self-expression, but at the same time, parang for most for most queens, even though not everyone naman thinks of themselves or thinks of their drag character as a separate persona. Yeah. But at the same time, parang meron pa rin talagang that like delineation between the in drag and out of drag person. Para para doon sa mga nakikinig sa sa ating mga audience right now, ba? What if hindi lang sila ganun ka-familiar sa sinasabi mm-hmm. nating term right now which is drag artist, no? Yes. How does how does this word, you know, come up to life, ba? Bakit drag yung tawag sa kanya? Bakit drag artist ang tawag sa inyo? So madaming parang I guess myths of 
um where the term <laughs> right. comes from right right but right, 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 right. like urban legends of where the term comes from right one right, right. comes from um like shakespearean era where remember that time kasi um women weren't allowed to act um uh-huh. and men had oh, to take on the female yeah. roles okay and okay, they okay. usually had to wear like big dresses and then the one of the urban legends of where drag comes from is like the skirts or like the big gowns dragging on stage so parang that's oh. one of the urban legends <laughs> okay, and then the okay. other one is ano naman okay. siya, as an acronym um hmm. referring to dre- dressed as a girl so ko, i mean okay. we, i heard okay. i heard i heard, ano, <laughs> I heard it's it's dressed resembling, resembling a girl resembling a girl resembling a girl okay legends of where the term comes from or right. where it was popularized Ma- but like we don't Ma- know for sure really mat para mas believable yung shakespearean right yung parang <laughs> you drag your dra- <laughs> i don't i don't know parang yung acronym pilit parang ba? medyo ano na eh pilit medyo na pilit na yung yung acronym niyo <laughs> pero uh, it, it's anyway. nice no it it kind of makes sense uh well mm-hmm. mix actually uh I, i want to get back to the original question that Lance had for you no um yeah. you know uh we're referring to you as mix chanel Um, yes. But we know that Mick Chanel is your stage persona, your drag yes. character. Um, yeah. How did you kind of construct that persona when you were getting into it? And parang, I guess, what is the differences and similarities between, you know, mm-hmm. si Mick Chanel and uh, you as a person, uh, as Sean, di ba? Um, well, like, the na- well, the name comes from, aside from being a pun of, like, Mick's channel, which... Yeah, um, right. obsession yeah, ko yeah, yan yeah. when I was in like late grade school early high school I would go home every day to watch Kudos. Daily Top 10 because that was the era of like mm-hmm. yung um, naging uso pa lang K-pop with anyone girls generation that was the time mm-hmm. of like Pussycat Dolls Lady Gaga yeah. so like peak, peak pop girl era and that was like mm-hmm. super influential for me in like discovering myself mm-hmm. um, but it's also just like Uh, a word play on my name. So mix as in the non-binary honorific, um, same as Mr. Miss. So for non-binary mm. people, there's mix. Oh, and no. then yeah. Chanel yeah. comes from my name. Um, so Sean, and then my last name starts with L. So oh, Sean shit. L. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very um, well thought of name, I think. When, right? Yeah, when, when I... When I came up with it, I was really like, okay, I have no other choice. This is it. Like, it <laughs> makes the most sense. Um, and ayun, that's where the persona comes from, really, is like um, a lot of the media that I related to as, you know, growing up, um, being a very flamboyant and feminine gay boy, yeah. um, just relating to strong female characters on movies, on cartoons, um, mm-hmm. like the pop girls that were like really groundbreaking at the time because nobody was mm. like pushing the visuals of music as much as they were so parang that's where um the inspiration for my drag comes from i see i see kala ko mat ever it was just a an obsession with chanel bags you know i i thought it was that <laughs> i thought it was that well, pwede rin kasi... pwede rin <laughs> pwede, pwede rin. Rin. um not naman like, like not like the chanel uh, the actual design like the actual like couture house or designer house right right um but it's inspired by because in like the ballroom scene of um 80s new york which is parang super adjacent super parallel to drag parang there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. but they're like 
two different cultures. Anyway, um, yeah. it from the ball scene in New York, sobrang uso dun yung taking designer names as like the names of your houses. Yeah. So like, right. um, House of uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Right. Oh, yeah, parang right. a lot of them take. Um, the names of these, you know, of course, like designer brands that nobody could afford and appropriating them into the culture. Think of the sponsorship opportunities, diba? <laughs> That's true. Ako, ang, ang benchmark, like, I know that um, my drag name is like, my, my drag name is a lawsuit waiting to happen. And I know oh. I've made it if I get a season business from either Mix or Chanel. <laughs> Hindi yan, hindi yan, you know. And I mean, it's free promo yan. for right. them, but exactly. we never know. Exactly. <laughs> free promo for you as well, di ba? Correct. You know, Mix, I, I think I want to dive deeper into you know, your background, no? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have had an extensive uh, theater background then, right? Can you talk yes. to us no, about how that built towards you being an artist today, diba? Not anyone can be a performer like yourself. Mm-hmm. Not anyone can be a queen like yourself, right? So I'm, I bet these backgrounds helped you become who you are today. Yes. So, um, actually, um, like, my most extensive background is as a visual artist. So, para ever since I was a mm. kid, sobrang hili ko na yeah. sa fine arts, visual arts, right. drawing, right. painting. Um, um, and then I got into graphic design, um, tapos, um, so I, I applied to call, I, my, my course in college was for graphic design, um, information design in Ateneo. And then right before, parang the summer in between high school and college, that was when I first discovered Drag Race. And I guess my interest in drag and theater kind of came about at the same time. Um, right. so... I started watching Drag Race, becoming like super obsessed with the concept of performing. But I wasn't doing like I wasn't really doing drag then yet. But mm-hmm. that's also kind of why I got into theater. So in my first year of college, I applied to um, a theater organization as I wanted to be like a costumes and makeup and props person. Yeah, and yeah. then parang I somehow got signed up as like an ensemble member, and it just it it. It happened from there. Parang mm-hmm. I was interested in I was interested in the concept of drag and performing, and then somehow I got into performing, and then I eventually just decided to like apply for a second major in theater, like at some yeah, point wow. in my college life. That that one decision, no, that one decision actually paved the way yeah. for for this one. Mix, if if you don't mind me asking, no, were you still in Ateneo when Arete was established? Um, oh, kami yung batch na inedging kami on Arete for the longest oh. time. Because I remember okay. parang right, right. Arete was, the building Arete became a concept parang second year college ako. And then they promised okay. us na parang mm. by third year or fourth year namin, <laughs> built na dapat siya. But right. na-experience ko lang yung Arete because I extended. So nung fifth year ko na siya na-experience talaga. So kami yung batch na parang... Ang tagal namin inihintay, right. but most of my batchmates didn't even get to study in the building. Right. Parang yung, yung hint sa akin was when you mentioned you took information design. Yeah. And actually, lahat ng mga ID majors, no, para sa mga listeners natin ngayon, they actually take their classes in Arete ngayon. Nowadays, yes. ah, Nowadays, right? Uh, so, nowadays, I thought, uh-oh. wow, Mix is right in an Arete na enjoy niyang classes doon. I guess not, no? No fifth year um, na. <laughs> Uh-oh, no fifth year na. When I was right. doing my majors um, for ID, 
I was still um, stuck in Gonzaga. <laughs> But that's also fun kasi in between. Parehas tayo, parehas tayo, parehas tayo. During my 10-minute breaks, <laughs> pwede pa akong pumunta sa half up to eat. <laughs> right, 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 right. Parehas tayo dyan, ah. parehas tayo. <laughs> Mix chismis ko during, ano, during Blue Rep. Uh, I, I guess the place that you've done. Medyo, mm. you kind of shown flashes of your drag race persona or the drag race kind of uh, performance that you'd later be doing. Uh, can you kind of elaborate on that and you you know how did that kind of lead Uh-oh. to? So for my la- for the last three acting roles I had in college, I was kind of typecasted as um, the <laughs> queer person. Um, so but <laughs> kaya first, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder um, why. <laughs> uh so um, I was in fourth year. Um, I was a newbie in Blue Rep. Um, Adam's Family, the musical. I was cast as an ensemble member, mm, and I happened to be the the ancestor, the ghost ancestor who was like uh, who was very trans. I uh, know very queer coded, very trans coded character. Yeah. Um, and ola lang um because our makeup was so fun, so we had to do white face all the time, and then we had to be contouring and shading with blue and black. Um, right. I asked the like the director for the makeup for like the, the um the artistic director in charge of makeup. I asked permission if I could be doing like a different makeup look every night just because I was I was very Ooh. much deep into makeup that time. <laughs> Parang I started picking up makeup around 2013 and that was 2016 yeah. I was also working as like a freelance makeup artist on the side so parang just for the show just to keep myself excited for the role I was doing a different makeup look every night uh, and then for the next one um kung paano ako naging leading lady so my role was like a again a very queer coded um fe- uh, feline <laughs> superhero so that was a lot of stunts so I'm I I get to use some of that still performing these days mm. and then the last one i did was with tanghalang ateneo um yeah, i played uh for janasilan 2 i played oh. miro who is um, right. another gay character mm. again yeah. the typecast <laughs> okay lang na you know it brought you to you know where you are today diba? yeah that's true that's true diba? yeah alam mo mat adam talaga na discover pag nag blue ref no I, I I I've seen a trend already. Pag nag blue rap ka, you have that solid foundation of you know theater. I, I think theater in general, you know, like I oh, guess yeah. Hmm. Yeah. it's yeah. something that Maganda. it's something that we may not have been exposed to when we're growing up. Yeah. Pero biglang ano mo alam mo exactly. yun? Parang si Kel actually Kel Kel Kiwa. Kel Kiwa, right? Yes. Kel Kiwa, oh, no? si Kel. He was a guest before then, no, sa project of beat, yeah. But uh si Kel was my castmate in Janasilang. Tanghalate niyo. Yun, siyempre, eh, di ba? <laughs> Siguro, next, yung, yung next song question, no? Um, obviously, performer, di ba? And mm-hmm. we've always discussed this with yung fel- uh, performers din na naging guest namin before. Yung pandemic, di ba? Yung pandemic mm-hmm. wherein hindi makalabas mga tao para sila manunood, yes. right? Para sila mag enjoy right? Can you talk to us about the pandemic and what the challenges are, you know, in being an artist like yourself? Mm-hmm what it posts then, di ba? And yes. what are the opportunities rin na nakita mo uh, during those age? Um, well, actually, when the pandemic happened, I was still um, a full-time graphic artist um, Yeah. for an e-commerce company at that point. Um, and mm. drag was 
my coping mechanism in a way. So I only started doing drag during the pandemic. Because yeah. um, there were there were like a couple, a few months where our office had to shut down because um, we couldn't we didn't know how to like move on with operations yet. And that during that time. Um, I had a few things at home, like I had my makeup kit, I had like a wig, I had like a sewing machine. Um, I kind of used that time to start finally getting to do drag because I've been interested in it for the longest time, for like 2020, so uh, like seven years. I, I was I knew about drag race. Wow, like, seven years. Yeah, I was very much yeah. curious and kind of dipping my toes into drag every now and then. But no pandemic, that was when I was like, okay, I have nothing else to do. I'm stuck at home. Let me just do this one thing that I've always wanted to do. Let me try making it work, making it happen. And um, eventually, parang nagkaroon ng online scene. Una parang Zoom parties, um, Zoom balls. So everyone would just like get dressed up. There are categories. Um, and then I na online competitions, I na online live shows. So it parang drag was just like my way of getting through the pandemic, was like my coping mechanism. And then it just evolved into my creative outlet and now yeah. like my full on job. Oh my, diba? I think dun din nagrise yung mga kumu, no? Where yes. streaming, streaming, right? Mobile yes. streaming nowadays are like, damn, all, all the hype, right? Did you take uh, part parang, in any of those competitions, di ba? Ang dami uh, eh, di ba? Sa... So, I did a competition. Uh, I did a competition on Facebook in 2020. Oh, wow. Spaces, Spotlight. Yep. Um, and then, parang majority of 2021, I was on Kumu. I was doing, I was like doing live shows with my friends there. Um, joining random talent competitions, yeah. parang anything to just like keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Buti na lang, di ba? I mean, I think yun di siguro yung, I think our podcast also started nung pandemic, right? People were always looking for content and yeah. creators that are actually, you know, sharing some content Creative here outlets, and there, right? Yes. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that uh, you're here right now, no? Mix, I'm I'm wondering, when Drag Race came out, because I'm not super clear on when it came mm-hmm. out, no? Was it during your kind of, sabi na natin launch as a, as a queen, uh, uh, Drag Race queen? Or was it like, uh, did you get to launch before? Yeah. Uh, the, the so Spotlight pa lang ba mix? Yeah. You, were you mixed Chanel na? Yes. So I've had, oh, the, okay. I've had the name, um, I've had this drag name for like the majority of my inception as a drag artist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Drag Race Philippines aired, so it was shot in December of 2021. It aired last year, August. Um, mm. So by that point, um, by the time that they announced Drag Race Philippines, I don't know, but I was a little, I was, I, I was able to establish myself a little bit online. Sure. Um, I was in yeah. some rumored cast li- cast lists, panga for like. <laughs> months into uh, months after the shooting um yeah but that time so we already me and Baos already knew that Drag Race Philippines was happening we started doing the podcast as a way of like preparing we did it like um around the same time that Drag Race Philippines was announced um then mm-hmm. we started doing the podcast as a preparation of like you know kasi sobrang uso especially in the states yung 
recaps or like reviews of Drag Race. Yeah. The yeah. Sure. yeah. Right. Uh, right. Um, we started gearing up for that because we wanted to be like the main show that does recaps of Drag Race Philippines since they right. are like um the queen the queen majority of the cast of the season one cast is are my workmates essentially. Um, so mm. I had a connection to them. We wanted to be like the ones to like onboard them and have them on as guests and like talk about their experiences. So smart, we started doing smart, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually we were just like, why don't we start doing viewing parties? Mm. Um, the two seasons, the two US seasons before Drag Race Philippines happened. And it kind of just took off and blew up. And by the time that Drag Race Philippines aired, we were doing viewing parties like twice a week. Wow. For it. Yeah. Wow. Mix, I guess the reason why I'm asking is because I wanted to ask, like, what is the impact of this show to your life, right? Um, how is the perception around drag changed or has it changed before and after? Parang, when you were doing drag grace performances before, mm-hmm. parang, uh, was it the was the reception different from how it is now? Diba? So parang I, I just want to understand the impact of the show to you. Completely, like it's uh, totally different. Before it was like this very niche audience, parang people that yeah. are really um, heavily into uh, Drag Race, the US franchise, or the other international franchises, and then they're also like curious about local drag, or like people that have been going to um, O Bar or bars in Balate pre-pandemic. So parang yun yung niche audience namin before. Um, and then when Drag Race happened, when Drag Race Philippines happened. It's like everyone is watching. <laughs> um, the most impact I saw was when we were still doing viewing parties for um, season 14 and All Star 7 of Drag Race US. Meron kaming mga regulars. We had like the same people going every week or parang every other week pa at that point going to our viewing parties. Like, siguro parang 20% of our audience was newcomers. Noon Drag Race Philippines every week, it was a totally new set of people. Parang, it really kind of helped legitimize drag in the Philippines. Ano siya eh, may mm, yeah. mainstream power na siya. Yeah. Right. Pero for such a conservative kind of, sabi na natin, conservative kind mm. of country. Why do Catholic, you think it, ba? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why, why do you think it kind of, uh, you know, become mainstream? Why did it succeed? Uh, why did it entertain majority of the like? Uh, parang why did it gain an audience? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I think drag, or at least like the 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 concept or the art of it, has been kind of um, in mainstream television for the longest time. Parang we have Michael V, who's been cross dressing for comedy skits on Bubble Gang since forever. Yeah. We've had Dolphy. <laughs> um, yeah. Vice Ganda, who's not a drag artist per se, but like employs uh-huh. aspects of drag into the yeah. way they present on TV. Um, and then, of course, see si Paolo Balesteros, who is a noontime host, exactly. who is mm, in right, drag right, on oh. a noontime show every day for the global past Global na siya years. Ngayon, no? I think he's global now, right? Yeah. He's, he's, so winning, he's winning contests, yeah. Drag has kind of been there for a while now, for the last let's say like the past decade people kind of have been seeing drag on mainstream television but not yeah. to like its fullest extent and now i think because of you know, personalities like vice paulo na when people got exposed to like the full weight 
of drag artists of these like glamorous flamboyant performers parang because their curiosity has been peaked for the longest time eto na siya like people are finally yeah. like giving into that curiosity baka si Vice si Paolo tapos next time si Mix na rin right Oh my god! <laughs> might, be, might be one of one <laughs> one of those in the roster of people that. Raketera nga daw, de ba? Raketera, de ba? Well, Don't change, de ba? Hey, hey! You know we're, we completely are behind you. Anyways, uh, mix. I wanna uh narrow in on what you mentioned earlier: viewing party, right? Yeah. Sobrang, which is sobrang unique for me, Matt. No, as fellow podcasters, hmm. we know podcast as something na parang evergreen content. Pwede mo yung pakinggan habang nag-drive ka or nagko-commute ka to work, right? Pero mm. you and your, you know, your your co-host sa uh, Beka naman, no? You actually were able to bring in people together in a watch party, right? In that same mm. time, watching with you, di ba? Di ba? Uh, how did you guys even do that, di ba? Um, di ba? How did you bring all of these people to, you know, listen to your pod and listen to your mm-hmm. reaction and just talk about this Wonderful show that's been going on. Um. Well, like to to quote the great RuPaul, you don't have yeah. to reinvent the wheel. Um. So podcasts, like recap podcasts, <laughs> recap shows for Drag Race and Drag Race viewing parties, have been a thing in the states for years now. Because the the show yeah. has been going on for fifteen years. So the um viewing parties and podcasts and recaps were a thing for a while. So we kind of just started with the podcast. We started with the recap because it was the easiest thing to get into. We just had to like sit yeah. in a Zoom room for an hour and talk about our favorite show. It's just like the easiest thing for us. Yeah. And then since me and Baos both do have um, theater backgrounds, theater experiences, we're also both um, marketing and advertising people, we kind of just thought of the idea of why not bring the viewing party system from the US to here. Um, because mm-hmm. before the pandemic, naman there were viewing parties. Like people tried to start them, but no, parang walang sobrang nag-establish, walang naging sobrang regular. It was like a one-off yeah. event, usually for like a, a charity event or something. And then we kind of just thought of, you know, we do have a little bit of a listenership. We do have like a little bit of a following. Why not we? bank on that um, and also bank on our other drag artist friends, bring that together and just create a space where people can just come and enjoy um, our favorite show together and also be start getting exposed to local drag. Because I, yeah. I guess that was like our biggest advocacy behind it was so many people are fans of drag race, but not a lot of people are exposed to the local drag scene. So that's what we... Good correct. point, yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's exactly. what we started doing. Inexpect nyo ba to mix? Kasi I, I, I saw in one of your interviews ata with the magazine that mm-hmm. parang you had this... Uh, ano ba to? Parang you watch party for the finale ba? Or for the hey, award? Yes. And then okay. uh-huh. it, it, you had a sign-up page and it, it suddenly like... Yeah. <laughs> down or something, right? Uh-oh. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about that sudden surge of ano, uh, people wanting to join you. So that Drag that's Drag Race Philippines. That was technically our third season of viewing parties. Now, so we did season okay. fourteen mm-hmm. and um, All Star Seven. So Drag Race Philippines, um, and we were teasing. We were since we knew I I knew majority of the cast. We were already kind of teasing the cast for Drag Race Philippines before, yeah. Um, the season aired. So we were always booking them for our shows, like 
introducing people okay this is a person watch watch, watch this person perform you might want to get to see them more in the future parang ganun yung ginagawa namin um and by the time the drag race philippines aired we were pretty much established na as we were the viewing party because at that yeah. bef- right mm. before drag race philippines we were the only people doing viewing party events um tapos ayun our audience is like um we only have like seats for like 180 people parang something like that but like no no 150 120 to 150 yung audience namin per week um and at that point that was like the third to the last main episode um we have this ticketing partner up mesh so it like yeah, yeah. it's an automated ticketing <laughs> system um right. and we announced na okay at this time we are tickets for Um, this viewing party, parang we had like seven out of the twelve cast members of Drag Race Philippines in our Ooh. lineup that that Grabe. week. Um, tapos so yeah, we only had like 120-150 tickets available, and then there were there were ten thousand people waiting on the website. Wow, so, Jesus! The, yeah, medyo parang kami like, uy, baka one thousand or something. Yeah, ten Okay, yeah, the the post the poster got a bit traction on Twitter, and then we announced, okay, it's at this time. So people were really like waiting for the tickets yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, I saw some, parang a, a, a little bit of scalping activity on some like, marketplace groups. <laughs> right, uh, it was right. super stressful, but that was that was like really like mind blowing for me and Boss because we yeah. started this not really looking to make any money it was really just like our yeah. advocacy of we love this show and we love our local queens let's bring the yeah. audiences of these two together goes to show how you made it talaga no? biro mo 10,000 people yeah. <laughs> right? I mean right? that's that's crazy diba? uh, yeah yeah mm, very that was <laughs> super mm. yeah <laughs> Cinephiles is back now in season four. For real? For real. Cinephiles is a film review podcast made by self-proclaimed cinephiles. For self-proclaimed film lovers, or kaitindi, you do you boo. So come visit our cinema lobby when you can, and listen to our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. You know, this is this is a, a careers podcast, right? And uh, we'd also like to sort of be educated. Then, no? um, mm. sa drag ba sa drag industry, no? Is it only uh, yung career ba there is only being a performer? Is it sec- exclusive to that, or meron pang ibang careers? For example, I'm interested with drag, right? Are there anything mm-hmm. else that I can do? Example, introvert ako, de ba? Hindi ko talaga kaya umarap uh-huh. sa mga tao, right? Is there any other opportunity for me out there? I plan on balance. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Keeping it an uh, open mind, de Um, drag, cause it's as much of a craft as it is a performance. So drag can be anywhere. Um, there are 
merong mga queens that are performers mm. and then there are queens that are visual mm. artists. Like, their footing in drag is they just like being a fashionista or like a, like a, mm. a yung person okay. is like more high fashion. And then there are okay. queens who are really great with styling hair. So on top yeah. of them yeah. performing in their own drag, they also are commissioned by other queens to style hair for them. Um, yeah. We have hosts. We have we, a TikTok personality, as Tita Baby, started off as like doing drag for comedy skits on TikTok. So it's mm. really drag is the craft. Eh. Parang it's the trend. Parang performing is only a part of it. It's really the transformative aspect, the creative yeah. aspect of taking who you are, your physical person right mm-hmm. now, and right, making it right. something more artistic, more glamorous. So it can Pwede be employed palang, in anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. parang it's. Now that you've done drag, then what? Yeah. How will you kind of like exactly uh, push the, the Umaga, ano, forward? Um, to put it easiest, it's a uniform. Now, what job mm, are you doing with good. in that uniform? Right, right. Parang basta the parang the rule of thumb is it's a bit more glamour. No, it's a bit more. Mm, it's the transformation know. aspect. It's the artistic transformation. The yeah, it's exactly, glamour. exactly. <laughs> Okay, hey, hey, we learned something today, Matt, right? That's very, very interesting. <laughs> okay, actually, gusto ko sa magway dito sa next question, Mix, right? Alam, uh, everyone knows about the dis- disadvantages of, you know, being LGBTQ or working as yes. drag, right, in, the, in this career, right? Can you talk to us naman about um, yung advantages naman ng hindi nakikita ng mga tao when you work with uh, a drag personality, right, or a drag artist, di ba? Um, ano yun, di ba? Paano, ano yung... Kasi, for example, ako, um, yes. I always tell all of my friends, no, na pag nagpagupit ako, gusto ko sa stylist at hindi barbero. Dahil yes. they just have this knack of, exactly to your word, glamorizing, di ba, my hair, the, the edges, <laughs> right? Or, yeah. Ang ganda, ng pagkat, ang ganda ng touch nila. I can't emphasize it enough, right? I don't know how they make it, right? So, siguro, mm-hmm. can you talk to us about that, no? Ano yung mga advantages naman? Siguro for the like the client side as a, as a yeah, marketing okay. person the client okay, okay. side the biggest advantage of hiring a drag artist is a drag artist is the full package um usually mm, siguro like you okay. have your drag artist and then they have like one or two assistants to them it's not like when you're hiring an artista the artista or their team their management has to hire a hairstylist has to hire a makeup mm. artist has to hire backup dancers, a set designer. Parang most queens, most of us, of course when you, you know, when you start elevating, you get you employ more people, but like at its base level, queens are like the full package. We are our own yeah. hairstylist, our own um, wardrobe, our own um, makeup, <clears throat> our own a lot of the, like a lot of queens have to make their own um, music mixes, a lot of their own like visual backgrounds. Grabe, no? Yeah. Yeah, so parang you you're hiring a person with a strong artistic vision for their performance. Exactly. Unlike exactly. with an artista or like a dancer, parang ano pa siya, It's a, it's a whole other creative process. Yeah. yeah. Unlike, unlike when you're with a drag queen, it's like okay, right. I'm a drag artist. This is what I want to perform. This is what I want the lights to be like. This is what I want my music. Gano. As in, it's right. most drag artists performer already performer. Have. Performer talaga. Like ano? the whole visual yeah. aspect right, of it. Right. Yeah. So that's like an advantage on the client side. On the 
like on the side of the queens it's at least for me it's like i have i have like the best job in the world um i get paid to look pretty and dance around for people i get to yeah. meet people um it's um like it's as much my hobby as much my passion as much my creative outlet as it is a means for me to make money to make a living and not um, a lot of people are blessed with that opportunity that privilege yeah. of making a living out of the thing that you love doing the most yeah and to think diba before you were a visual artist pa ngayon nagagamit mo na rin siya right yes. in every aspect of this being a drag artist right so grabe ito ito mate to be si sabi nilang ikigay no kung saan diba <laughs> 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 Ito ata yun, no? Kung saan... Naka-relate naka ata si Mix doon, ah. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Napaka-Ateneo yung term ng ikigay. Napaka-Ateneo, <laughs> di ba? Pero kung saan nag, uh, nagtutugma-tugma lahat, no? Sorry, Matt. Go ahead, go ahead. I think you have something to ask. Uh, well, um, I guess I guess it's more of like, if people were into drag, let's say mm -hmm. uh, Lance and myself, uh, I've never actually watched... Uh, watched a drag show yet but like if people are kind of interested and kind of wanting to open their minds into this kind of world of performance uh how would you kind of advise them to you know start wh where do you start watching what communities do you kind of uh endorse them to um first of all don't okay. <laughs> it's, wow. a, it's a it's a it's a it's a drag Talk is definitely a rabbit hole it's a rabbit really? it's a very addicting rabbit hole once you get into it it's really just like the next thing and the next thing because it's very it's a it's a very compelling art form yeah um, um but if you want yeah. to start like watching shows um a lot of places especially now post drag race po post drag race philippines post drag den philippines um there's a lot of there's a lot more nightlife places that have drag performers um there's also a lot of opportunities for corporate events brand partnerships mm -hmm brand activations, private events that book queens. So you never know when a drag performer is coming to like the nearest event. Um, but yeah, just like go out and watch the girls support. Um, and and dami, as in, even like, we, as before, because pre-pandemic, there was mostly just like O-Bar and Nectar and then the few other like um, gay bars um in in the metro but now it's like everywhere sobrang dami ng yeah. places that you yeah. can go out to see drag performers yeah right i'm glad that you mentioned that mix because in our recent ano in our christmas party for canva ano nagkaroon ng parang drag queen kind of like there's like two or three that performed and people were going wild with it because they yeah, recognized exactly. the people and they were so happy lang uh, wala lang. Parang I, I just wanted to share na, yeah, it is getting uh, more mainstream attention. They are getting more events and whatnot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mix tingin mo ba? Uh, real talk lang, no? What if, do you think this, this you know, being a, this performer, is it only for the privileged few? No, na may, na may safety net, no? Na may, alam mo yun. Mm. Or, kaya na to. Kaya to, eh, no? Um, you know, as long as you put in the work, you will find opportunities there. It's both. Ako, like, from coming from me na, I had a full-time job for yeah. for the most part of my drag career. It wasn't until, like, October last year that, is, I, that I decided to, like, um, do this full-time. 
it helps. It helps to have a safety net. It helps to have another source of income. Kasi yeah. it is expensive, especially in your mm. first few months. Expect that you're going to be putting more money into this than you are making. Yeah. Kasi you still For have sure. to put you still have to put on the wigs, you still have to put on the costumes, you still have to buy all of the things that are necessary to do your work. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like the easiest thing to establish yourself again yeah. to a point that you can charge a certain amount. Diba? A certain yeah. like more um luxury friendly income, I guess. <laughs> um but I definitely know people that really just jump head on into this and you know are making it work. Um discarte, discarte talaga kasi it's not a fixed income. Kumbaga um depende rin sa work ethic mo, depende sa sipag mo, depende sa places that you're working at, depende rin yan sa you know pakikitungo mo sa mga tao because a big part of our job is you know interacting with the people who are watching and you know mm. getting tips from those people on top of the regular uh, show fee, regular ta- talent fee. So, ano siya? It helps to have another source of income, but it's definitely something that you can do with the right mindset, with the right yeah. perseverance on its own. Right. And Mix, I can imagine that as an artist, you kind of want to achieve the vision that you have. Na ah, yeah. If you can't afford it, na parang, no, I want to give the Heat best up. performance I can. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely that was the reason why I wasn't that parang natagalan ako to start doing drag because I was a college student so you know I I wasn't I didn't right, have right. a lot of money um, and I'm that person na if it's not going to come out the way that I wanted to I'd rather like put it off until I'm ready mm, so yeah. that's why I was only able to start doing drag when I was ano na when I had a full time job na was yeah. when I was making money elsewhere right, right. yeah. Mix, para, para sa mga taong mag-a-apply dito or gusto talagang makuha tong career, would you say that when you make it in this career, you really make it? No? For example, like mga Pinoy celebrities, alam mo, they make, right? I mean, if you make it out there, hey, you know what? You're solved, di ba? You're, you're good for life, di ba? Uh, would you say that the best you know, drag artists out there will also have that same economical you know, relief later on? In a way, um, definitely yung, uh, my my friends that have gotten on Drag Race the first season, I really saw like the financial impact the show had to them wow. just because of the exposure. Ganda. And kasi ano ne, the show is international. Let's say it's a local exactly. franchise, but the reach and the audience is still international. So, exactly. you know, the booking fees still have to reflect that international level of fame. Um, so it... Financially, getting on the show is a really big part. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, discarte talaga siya. Kasi even if you get on the show, but you don't continuously like put yourself out there, if you don't continuously try to elevate your craft, people are going to forget about you that the next season that comes around, the next cast that comes around. Kasi ano na siya eh, parang... Because it's become because drag race has become such a global phenomenon, everyone wants to be a drag queen now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like every other gay person wants to be a drag performer. <laughs> so you're you're yeah. you're constantly competing with that insurgence of more queens, and you yeah, know, you never right. know if there's another person that ha- has more stunts than you that has better fashion. Like you never know who's going to come out to compete in a way. Parang, yeah. 
in, in a marketing term, compete with you. So you have to like <laughs> consistently just push yourself to, you know, yeah. to put yourself out there, um, better your craft. Parang it has, it's a, it's a continuous grind, definitely. Yeah. Hindi ka pwedeng yeah. kampante. I didn't even think about the competition aspect of it na more and more people are getting into it and Uh-oh. they could be uh, ahead Uh-oh. in terms of dance or or fashion Uh-oh. or whatnot and how that would feel as a you know uh, as Uh-oh. a drag race performer na parang oh shit I have to bring my A game or my performances has to be really good each time not knowing that it's a competition that you have to be like super uber competitive and wala ka nang cultivate <laughs> friendships the, the mm. friendship and the sisterhood is a big aspect of the culture oh, okay, but just okay. like marketing wise market wise you know there's a certain mm, number right. of jobs and an endless number of queens so of course kung sino man yung pinakamagandang exposure kung sino may pinakamagandang package are the ones that are going to be booked for these Correct. jobs right right oh yeah even because there are I I know queens who've been doing this for more than two decades now that aren't you know get aren't as busy as the girls that got on the show so you know like there's it's a lot of aspects talaga of like just putting yourself yeah. out there yeah may ganon din talaga would you would you would you want to like shout out any establishment out there that's given drag artists so much opportunities. Parang siguro sila talaga yung unang naniwala sa inyo, unang nagbigay sa inyo ng mga platform, no? Who has been consistently been there for you guys. Of course, you might like the most popular places to see drag queens um, is still like Nectar and Obar. Um, those yeah. were like the more popular um, show bars um, before the pandemic. There was... Um, Spaces Manila, which is parang the media branch Champagne. of Champagne. Um, the organization yeah. Love Yourself. <laughs> it really helped. Spaces really helped create an online scene for us. Oh. And now, just like any person who is rallying for queens in every event. Because you, know, you, nev- you never know when your friend suddenly goes up to you and oh, propose kita sa Bosco for our next Christmas party. Stuff like that. Like just anyone who is rallying behind yeah. creating more spaces and jobs for queens. Alam ko na. Mata. Alam mo na kung saan tayo manonood. <laughs> <laughs> Mix. Okay, okay. Siguro, last question before we go to the to the off-the-record part. Okay. Uh, me and Matt were from the corporate, right? And actually, mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners mix are from the corporate scene. No? I guess what I want to ask is, say, you know, there is a time where we want to support these artists, mm-hmm. the drag artists, right? And this industry, right? What is the best way to do it, right? Um, go watch the shows, obviously, right? Um, any other way, no, that we can support you guys um, in this industry? Um, well, I mean, like, just being realistic, any way that you can help us earn money or you can give us money. <laughs> I yeah, mean, drag yeah. is not, drag is not cheap. Um, and of course, like exactly. elevating your craft is, gets really expensive, especially now that drag race is yeah. here. Parang tumaas lalo yung standard of what a drag queen should look like or should present like. Um, just any way that, you know, if your company is talking about, um, having an event or having a Christmas party, like Parang just the off chance. Yeah. Oh, just the off chance of like, wait, why why don't we book a performer for this show? Why don't we book a performer yeah. for this event? Um. Also, like 
we have online we have Gcash. So like if yeah. you know a per, if you personally know a queen, go to their personal channels, message them, reach out like hey, is there some way that I can support you? Stuff like that. Um also just like yeah. as simple as sharing um an event. Yeah. Parang if you see an event that has uh queen on the poster or queens in the lineup, parang just share yeah. it because you never know who that event will reach and who will who it will entice to come watch and support the girls. Got it, got it. Nakuha ko lahat yun, di lang yung Gcash, no? Kasi, <laughs> next I work, I work in Maya, eh, no? So, deja ka, deja ka. Okay lang, Ay, oh my God. Gcash, Maya. We're all cooperative, di ba? Cooperative tayo. <laughs> the, the, ano pala? The, the online e-wallet market. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Gawa na ng Maya so, para support. Uh, oh my, gagawin natin na something yan, no? Anyways, uh, yeah, I think we can end the show there. Mix, thank you, thank you so much for joining us off the beaten path, diba? Ang dami namin tatunan of being a drag artist and LGBTQ in general, diba? So, thank you, thank you for sharing that to us, no? Mix, can you tell us right now where you are right now? What are you excited about in the next few days, diba? Or next few months um, for your beautiful career? Um, Well, like, for the drag industry in general, we just finished um two really amazing reality competition shows we just finished drag race philippines mm. and we just yeah. finished drag den philippines um there's a lot more um drag centric content coming out on mainstream television alam ko magkakaroon ng teleserye with drag queens there's going to be another competition um coming out soon so support those um support the queens and other drag artists wherever you can um Sabihin nyo sa boss nyo, kumuha kayong drag performer for any event, whatever. Um, and just for myself, I am at Mix.Chanel on Instagram and at Mix.Chanel on Twitter. Um, I have a few shows coming up. I have a K-pop drag show on Feb 12 um, at the Chingu Daichi Cafe in Manila. And also just support my podcast with... Um, TikTok um, advertising content creator Baus Rufo. That's at Bekenemen Pod. B e k e n e m e n podcast. Um, we're part of Bank Collective, and you know, just yep. like, uh, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, like when I'm Gcash. Message me on Instagram. Give me your QR. Because if I announce your number, you'll be surprised. Aye, aye. Good, good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening to the show. If you liked our show, follow us well on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at the Project Offbeat. Thanks, guys. Kita kits the next episode, and here's to taking the off the beaten path. Thanks, guys. Bye.